Hey. Hey. Okay. Welcome to the third episode of the Gorilla Besties podcast. About paranormal stuff. We'll be talking about, you know, murder cases, true crimes. And today we are joined with Kennedy, Luna, and Matthew. Everyone say hi. Hey. Hi. And Matthew is new. He's going to be on our podcast now. And Herrera will no longer be on the podcast anymore. So, yeah. We're going to keep lie private, but let's get started. Kaluna, by the fate of the wheel, you have to go first. Uh, anywho, so today I'll be talking about Sandra Cantu. So, you know, let's get started. Okay, so Sandra was an eight-year-old girl who was born on March 8, 2001. And she lived in Tracy, California with her mother, grandparents, and three older siblings. She was a second-grade student at the time. And on March 27th, 2009, she was playing at a friend's house after school until 4 p.m. when she returned home. She later left home saying that she was going to play at another friend's house when she did not return for dinner. She was reported missing at the local police station at 7.53 p.m. Police collected footage recorded by a surveillance camera near the family home. The footage, which showed Cantu crossing the street in front of her home before moving out of the frame. So, a search of the mobile home complex was conducted without results, and the FBI was called to assist on the case. They went to do their research on March 28th to the 29th. Police dogs, equestrian teams, and all terrain vehicles and helicopter from the California Highway Patrol were brought to search for Cantu. The FBI experts assigned to the case was a white male aged between 25 and 40 with a criminal history of sexual assault or child pornography upon finding Cantu's body. Police became suspicious of a number of coincidences regarding Melissa Huckabee, a 28-year-old Sunday school teacher who also lived in the Orchid Estates mobile home park and whose daughter was a friend of Sandra. On the day Sandra disappeared, Huckabee sent a text to Cantu's mother that said, tell the police that I had something stolen around 4 p.m. I don't know if that makes a difference or not. The next day, during a vigil for Cantu, Huckabee approached police and FBI agents to report that she had found a note on the ground. They reported she was very agitated, crying, and hyperventilating. The note read, Cantu locked in stolen suitcase, thrown in the water, and I can't pronounce that, but Whitehall Road Witness. Huckabee had a history of mental health problems, including borderline personality disorder and bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. Prior to the discovery of the body, Huckabee was not a prime suspect at the time. She was interviewed on multiple occasions, but her behavior was assumed to be attention-seeking rather than the evidence of the involvement. After the body was found in the suitcase, Huckabee was reported stolen. Investigators began taking a closer look at Huckabee's behavior. They took a notice of the unusual fact that a woman who reported losing a suitcase should be the woman out of everyone in this complex. To find a note that reported a stolen suitcase was used to hide the child's body. The police got another lead when a retired U.S. Marine and his wife notified police that they had spotted Huckabee in her SUV at the irrigation pond on their property, Bachetti Road and Whitehall Road between 5.30 p.m. and 6 p.m. on March 27th. They reportedly recognized Huckabee on television. 
the witness described her as distracted and hurried. And she told him, I just had to pee real quick when I saw her. Police continued to review the footage from the surveillance camera installed outside Cantu's home, which showed Cantu walking in the direction of Huckabee, Huckabee's residence at 3.54 p.m. on March 27th. The camera captured Huckabee's SUV driving in the opposite direction of eight minutes later. At approximately the time, Huckabee's called the trailer park manager to report that the suitcase made by the manufacturer had been stolen from her trailer. 85 minutes later, a surveillance camera located outside the parking lot of the church, which Huckabee taught Sunday school, captured her driving away from the church. 30 minutes after that, she was captured returning to the church. It was, 30, it was a 30 minute time frame that she had spotted the irrigation pond. FBI agents searched the church and collected a rolling pin from the kitchen, which reportedly had a bloody smudge on it. And it was bent handle, authorities said. The rolling pin tested positive for Sandra's DNA. On April 10th, 2009, Huckabee was arrested and charged for the murder of Sandra. She was received further, char further charges regarding the drugs of a seven-year-old girl and a 37-year-old man. These charges were dropped as a part of the plea bargain in which Huckabee pleaded guilty to, to first-degree murder and kidnapping of Cantu in order to avoid the death penalty. Huckabee was sentenced to life imprisonment without a possibility of parole. At her sentencing, Huckabee said, I still cannot understand why I did what I did. This is a question that I will struggle for the rest of my life. The prosecutor in the case speculated that she killed Cantu for attention. Okay, I'm done. For attention? Wow. Why would you kill someone for attention? You know, she's mentally ill, so you know how mentally ill people kill people. Okay, so what are your guys' <laughs> thoughts on this case? Um, I think it's messed up that they were, she was, like, shoved in a suitcase. Yeah, yeah me yeah. too. Yeah. The hell? Like, oh my god. And they said that she was sexually assaulted like before and beaten with the rolling pin. So that's like terrible. And then she was stuffed in the suitcase and I guess it like went underwater. Jeez. Wait, so she drowned to death or like was she alive? No. She... I think she was alive and then um Huckabee put her in the suitcase and you know, there's barely any air in the suitcase. So she just died in there. She suffocated? Yeah, basically. That's a horrible way to die. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is the case about Bianca Devins. This is kind of short because I wrote a script and I only had like 20 minutes to do it. But here we go. Bianca Devins gained a reputation on Instagram as an e-girl in 2019. This is where she met her friend Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark and Bianca Devins met online in 2019 and became really good friends. They decided to meet, and something was off with Brandon. He was very obsessed with Bianca. Um, Brandon called himself her boyfriend, which was really weird because they weren't dating. But Bianca and Brandon decided to go to a concert one night. On the way there, Brandon was playing sad music. This confused Bianca, so she decided to text her friend about it on Discord. Discord is a big part of this story, as Brandon was in many servers. This may seem normal, but just wait. So, at the concert, Bianca decides to kiss someone, which sets off a fire inside Brandon, leading him to do cruel and disgusting things. With provided screenshots, we can see that Bianca is texting her about her friend about how Brandon saw Bianca kiss the man. 
We can also see the text before that saying, friend, who is listening to their own music? Bianca, the dude I'm in the car with, which is Brandon. Friend, kind of cringy to play your own music unless it's really good. Bianca, it's Spotify, just like on the genres and stuff. Friend, oh, LMAO, I thought you meant music he made. Bianca, no, ha, he's just listening to sad stuff. It's really weird. Friend said, kind of odd to put yourself in a sad mood before a concert. So... Before the concert, we already see red flags or just really weird behavior from Brandon. So there's more text between Bianca and the same friend that show Brandon saw her kiss the man. So Bianca says, we held hands with my friend. Um, um, I'm a Brandon. Sorry, I got distracted. I'm watching a video. Uh, so, yeah, Bianca said, we held hands. My friend Brandon is so mad. Bianca said he saw us kiss. And then because of this, Brandon is really mad. So they get an argument. And after the concert, they're still fighting. So since Brandon uh, drove them to the concert, they have to, he has to drive back, obviously. So Brandon decides to drive to a dead end, which confuses Bianca. And unsuspecting anything, Brandon pulls out a knife and cuts her throat all the way to the point where she is almost decapitated. Brandon decides to post the pictures of her dead body in his Discord servers, confusing the other members. He also decides to post it on Snapchat. <laughs> Sorry, this video is really funny. This situation isn't. Um, so obviously the police come for Brandon. Uh, so he, he commits suicide by stabbing himself in the neck. But he failed, so he's still alive. So he goes to jail for 25 years. He pleads guilty. And the photos of Bianca's death, like, they blew up on everything. Like, Reddit, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And they're just really disgusting um so then there was a movement called hashtag pink clouds for bianco uh where pictures of pink clouds were posted like everywhere to um combat the spread of images containing her dead body so um he's a bitch for doing that because those pictures like she he literally cut her throat to where like only the end, like the back part of her neck was like still attached. Like all of her, if you looked, you could see the inside of her body. It's just disgusting. So that's oh my God. Yeah. That's the story of Bianca and her boy, Brandon. Her boy. So, yeah. Her boy that killed her. Wait. Um, hmm? just, oh, that's like gruesome. I know. That's so gruesome. And, and the picture of him, there's a picture, I'll show you guys later, but there's a picture of him when he tries killing himself. He posts on a Snapchat story right as he stabs himself in the neck and there's just blood everywhere. It's so disgusting. Why would he post that everywhere? I don't know. get attention, maybe? Yeah, just probably like the last one, like just kill for attention, I guess. But he was also like insane. Like he was just really weird. So, yeah. Who's next? Noah. Oh, okay. Oh, snap. Mine's like really short because it's more of a paranormal thing. So let me pull up the thing I was going off of. So this is about Matthew. You heard of this? We went over this with Leo the other day. The Anguish Man. Oh my god! So the Anguish Man was like was a painting created by an artist and owned by Scene Robinson. So the artist basically, he drew this like 
man he looked like he was like screaming it was very gruesome and he cut himself and he painted it with his own blood and apparently he killed himself after it but then he mailed it to a family member so so basically the thing is the Englishman is a painting that was kept in Scene Robinson's grandmother's attic so it was given to Scene Rob- Scene Robinson is a guy who he has the painting currently he keeps it in his attic and he posts YouTube videos on it he actually has a YouTube channel you can check it out where he posts paranormal videos on it and it was kept in his grandmother's attic for 25 years because um, when she had it out on display, it was very, it would do paranormal things. She would hear knocking on the walls. She would hear running in the hallways. So she put it in her attic. She told him she would often hear, you know, crying and voices coming from the painting whenever it was displayed. Sometimes she would see a shadowy figure of a man roaming her house. Scene, the guy who got the painting after his grandmother died i think um experienced similar things and he that's why he decided to set up a camera and you can see on his youtube channel um search of the english man he captured doors slamming rising smoke and the painting falling from the wall so it was passed on to his grandmother and you know obviously she displayed it and she saw all these creepy things that's why she gave it to someone else who didn't want it and then they give it to scene scene so yeah Basically, that's the story of the English man. You can search it up if you want to know more. It's also on YouTube. You can look at the things on YouTube. So yeah, that's basically all. It's very scary. It is very scary. Like, like, like genuinely a very weird story. And if you see the photos of it, it's so creepy. Yeah, and I'm in my fucking basement right now. So people are making like, there's like people recreating the painting. It's like you know you can get it on a phone case. Like ew. <laughs> If you search it up, it is very fucking creepy. Yeah, I'm not doing that. And, yeah, so basically, the artist who originally made it, he mixed it with his own blood, and then he committed suicide after. So I guess that's how he cursed it or something. And it's one of the most haunted paintings in the world. And its origins are mainly unknown, but that's the what people think. It, they, I think they should get it tested for blood to see if there's actually blood in it. But it was years ago. I don't know if they'd still be able to find blood on it, but... Or, like, actually, you know, find a result. Yeah. So that's the story of the English man. You can search up more. Um, there's also more, like, Telltale Legends. You guys have heard about, like, Bloody Mary, Slender Man, you know. Those are more creepypastas, but I'll let Kennedy go now. Um, Okay. So, I'm going to talk about um, the case of um, Kanika Jenkins, because it's really interesting to me. Wait, least. Anna Jenkins? <laughs> no! <laughs> I said Kanika. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, yeah, okay. So, basically, um, she was found dead inside of a latch freezer in the Crown Plaza Hotel in Chicago. After well, I've heard about this, I think. Yeah, it's, I found it really interesting. Um, after attending a birthday party there, the the medical like person said that it was like an accident and alcohol was like found in her system. But I think she was drugged because of what I'm about to talk about, like in a second. Um, the yeah. 
the hotel didn't suspect like any like bad like like they just thought like she was like she like had like a lot of alcohol and they didn't like think of anything other than that so they just moved on with the case and they didn't like it had been like moved like on for like a while but um oh, this is kind of short now that I read it anyway but I think she was drugged because one why would you just like wander into a latch freezer meaning like you had to like open it and then you had to like close it yourself yeah I saw the footage of uh because there's footage of her like walking into the freezer and yeah. that's, like that's a big ass freezer right yeah. like, somebody and the, must have let her there though yeah yeah and the um the article that I was reading said that the freezer would like that part of the hotel they weren't like using anymore so like every like the lights were turned off and like stuff but like in the video the lights didn't seem turned off and the freezer wasn't even supposed to be like on because they didn't use that part of the hotel anymore so they just like turned everything off supposedly i remember but, seeing that and thinking that it was like a like a ghost or something that like something paranormal but i don't know yeah, yeah. me too i think it, i still think it's really weird and i'm gonna have to it reminds me of this one it's like a very famous case it was this girl in a hotel diesel hotel okay (laughs) the fact that that it's getting like renovated right now as we speak is weird it is yes Mm -hmm. there was the whole like netflix documentary oh my god so you know the elisa lamb the cecil hotel so basically this is like a bonus i guess she was seen on film of her running in an, like hiding like her running around the hotel she's quick she there's a video of her going in the elevator and she's like quickly trying to press the button she's like hiding in the wall so she's like hiding from something i don't know maybe she's on drugs and seeing something i don't know they found, no, I, she I remember, wasn't on drugs actually. yeah there was nothing in her body at that time oh so right. then like something mentally was wrong with her the she reason why i think it's paranormal is because in the video she's like trying she's like trying to get away from something yeah and then she like steps out of the elevator and then like walks away and that's like that was the last yeah and then basically seen. she was missing and then hotel guests were reporting like their water being dirty and then she was found, her dead body was found in the water tank. Yeah. But the thing is, there's no footage or no explanation of how she even got there in the first place. Yeah, that's why That's why I think it's paranormal. Cause... I think it's paranormal, because how does that even happen? Exactly. And then, and then somebody, like in the Netflix documentary, somebody was like, I drank the water because, you know, I had nothing else to drink. Why would you drink dirty water? That's disgusting. It was literally brown. Ew. Yeah, like Jack. Like, I would never drink dirty water. Imagine drinking a dead body, like, water that's been contaminated by a dead body. That's just, that's disgusting. I would, like, throw up just thinking about it. Yeah, if I did that, I would throw up every day, forever. Yeah, and I was like, you couldn't go out and buy, like, a bottle of water. You just had to drink, like, somebody's dead body. Exactly. Yeah, and people probably, like, showered in it. Ew. That's a big hotel. That's so nasty. 
I like wonder if like imagine if she like just picked a different hotel. Yeah. Like, you know who else was staying in that hotel? I don't. I'm not sure if you guys know of him, but he's known as the Night Stalker. Oh, <gasps> seriously? Yeah. He was there. Yeah, at at the time, I think it was like years before that she went. That's crazy. Oh my god, if there's like a spirit or something. He's in the. He's in American Horror Story. Yeah, he's in 1984. Yeah, it was weird. I I watched a couple episodes in 1984, and then like a week later, there's a documentary about him, and I was like, what? I watched it. It was really weird. I'll watch it at some point. I have so many things to watch, but anyways. That's the concluded of this today's episode. We hope you enjoyed. Um, yeah. If you want us to see, if you want to see us do more murder cases, we would be happy to talk about it. So, mm-hmm. bye, bye, bye.